Welcome to the Scott Townsend Show, brought to you by Dietzo Man Productions. Hey, this is Scott Townsend. Welcome back to the Scott Townsend Show. And today, um, just wanted to, I saw something in, uh, on one of the social media accounts that I follow. I won't say which one, but I, I read an interesting post about meetings. And this person posted uh, something about it was really great um, having a a week-long meeting. And I had to read that again two or three times, again and again, to, to really, I couldn't believe that someone thought that a week-long meeting was great. Or that it was great to have everybody come together for a week-long meeting. Can you imagine having to sit through meetings for a week? Now, I imagine people were flown in from different areas, took up space in a conference room, probably had breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Of course they did. Maybe went out to dinner that night, each night. How much got done? And my question is, why couldn't this have been done? This is just me. You know, I've I've had meeting podcasts in the past. You can go back, listen to them with my brother, Ben. We talked about meetings, had a mini-series actually on meetings. I think I'll add this one to the mini-series. <clears throat> the cost of meetings, the waste of time that meetings, because people don't know how to handle a one-hour meeting. Most places don't teach their people how to conduct a productive meeting or if a meeting even needs to be held. So. Not only are one-hour meetings, for the most part, a waste of time, unless they're facilitated by someone who's really on their A game, and even and knows even if they needed to call a meeting or not. How much did this meeting cost? A week-long meeting. Can you imagine? I would. I think I would rather be stuck in the eye with an ice pick rather than have to sit through a week-long meeting. Probably listening to somebody else talk, drone on about their PowerPoint, why they're so smart, why they think this is going to be great, coming up with some cockamamie idea that could have been dispersed in an email or an asynchronous video. Post a video, send it out to everybody, let them look at it on their, on their own time. Instead of everybody having to come together in a synchronous meeting, everybody at the same time, in the same place. Wow. So how much did it cost to fly everybody in or drive? How much did it cost to... Oh. And then we got to put them up somewhere. So there's hotel costs. We already talked about food costs. 
And I imagine, um, I, 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 I think they were talking about, I saw a picture, was, there was probably uh, 10 people, 12, something like that. So 10 or 12 people, could be more. <clears throat> what needs to be discussed for a week? Now, I know we just came out of a pandemic. Uh, we are, we are, uh, everybody's probably Zoom, Zoom fatigue. I think that's even gone to the wayside. But business, business carried on. Business was done. People figured it out. We're smart. We know how to, we know how to get things done. Even when they tell us that we can't go outside, can't meet each other, have to stay six feet away from each other, wear a mask, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and get all argumentative about ivermectin and hydrochloric one. <clears throat> we still figure, we still know how to get business done. And we really did a good job, actually, of embracing virtual uh, meetings, uh, getting together with people virtually to cuss and discuss and, and make things happen. So I'm not quite sure why. Now, if you want to get a bunch of people together for... I don't know. Can you imagine it having to last more than a day, a day or two? About a week long. I mean, Warren Buffett, they have their meetings over a weekend. Um, there are power meetings that uh, the power brokers have over in Colorado over a weekend. And these people really appreciate time know how valuable it is and don't want to waste any of it. And yet so many of us still think that a week long, in this case, a week long meeting is a good thing. There's probably, it couldn't be farther from the truth that that a week long meeting was good. Having meeting bragging about a meeting is that's just a way of getting things done. You don't brag about washing your hands. You don't brag about the PowerPoint that you made, the forsaken PowerPoint, the deadly PowerPoint. Isn't it amazing how people will stand up at a PowerPoint presentation and then read the PowerPoint to you when you could have read it? You can, you can, you can read it. Why do I need someone standing up there to read it to me? This is ridiculous. And yet we encourage people to do this and reward them for uh, the dog and pony show that they put on with a projector and some graphs. So there's the cost putting on a week-long meeting. We've got to house them, feed them, water them, get them there and get them back. Oh, and there's their, and then there's their time. How much do they make an hour? I don't know. Let's say it's $75 an hour. $75 an hour. And that's probably low. 
times 10 people, $750 an hour, 40 hours in a week. What is that? People's time. Well, let's just figure it up here. So we're going to get a calculator. Oh, here. Alexa, what's 750 times 40? 750 times 40 is 30,000. So $30,000 just in uh, hourly. Uh, for a week, $30,000 plus hotel, airline, food. Yeah. So we're probably, we're, we're knocking on $40,000 door, a $40,000 door here. <clears throat> uh, could this not be done virtually or like I said, asynchronously where you maybe Maybe you have a meeting, but you have it for an hour or 30 minutes. A good agenda, a tight agenda. And instead of physically getting together for a week, you just uh, follow up with that initial meeting with emails and maybe shoot a video that you can send to everybody, letting them know the progress. They can check in and send in their progress reports on their time. The other thing, oh, so, and think about this. So you're away for a week. That means you're not somewhere else. You're not with your family or your friends for a week. In the evenings, whatever, you probably have to go out to dinner with everybody that you've been um, stuck in the same room with all day. <clears throat> now you got to go out and act like you're enjoying yourself and enjoying a probably relatively expensive dinner, especially the last night when you would just rather be home or in your hotel room in your shorts and t-shirt, watching TV, reading a book, watching a movie, just relaxing or preparing for the next day. Why do we then have to carry on this marathon past five o'clock? And now we got to act like we all enjoy each other. And maybe somebody's going to get drunk and do something stupid and say something stupid. And, you know, <clears throat> just is it not enough that you've got me for five hours for five days, for eight hours for five days? That, those are some serious issues that they have if they have to get together for that long in the same room, coffee breath by noon, stuffed with carbohydrates, too many Danishes, donuts, whatever. Room starting to stink after about coming into the afternoon. People getting tired, bored. And that's just on Tuesday. Now you got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to look forward to. And then maybe you fly out on Friday afternoon or Saturday morning and that kills your weekend. Now also think about this. And so while you're away and you're in your meeting, this week-long meeting, 
what's not getting done. It's the stuff you do on a daily basis at work. So now you got that to look forward to. Either your inbox is chock full, or if you're smart, you've got someone who interfere, uh, uh, runs interference for you and, 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 and checks your emails and answers questions for people while you're gone. Or you do like most people do, and every time you take a break, you lunge for your phone and open it up and go through your inbox looking for emails that people are sending. And so, you know, you're trying to put out fires and uh, avoid a crisis. <clears throat> and then at the same time, 15 minutes later, you're back in the meeting. Your mind's still racing over the emails that you just saw. People are asking, demanding, putting meetings on your schedule for next week. You know how it goes. And so you come back to an inbox chock full of emails and you've got all these to-do lists that didn't get done. Most of us don't have assistance. And so you've, you just, or you just claim email bankruptcy. Like who was it that did that? Tim Ferriss or somebody Uh, where you just, you know what? Um, I'm not going to be back. I'm not answering the emails. I'll be back on Monday. Get with me then. So few things are an emergency. People think they are. People think that if they send you an email, they need a response back in the next five minutes. We're all trained that way because we all expect everybody to be on point and respond quickly. That just doesn't have to happen. And people need to respect that. People need to respect your time. You need to respect other people's time. So, yeah, um, the so productivity is killed, actually, in, in, in a meeting that lasts a, 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 for a week or a day. Yeah, two days, you bet. A week, oh, my God. Jason Fried calls uh, Freed, Fried, Freed uh, of Basecamp and... Uh, he wrote a book, I can't remember the name of the book. Anyway, talks about uh, the office being an interruption factory. Well, that really doesn't have anything to do with meetings. It has more to do with working virtually versus in-house. Uh, but when you are interrupted, you do take a 15-minute break every so often. They call them bio breaks, whatever. So you... You you jump on your phone and you look at your emails and you try to answer as many as you can, as fast as you can, totally forgetting what you learned in the morning session. And now you have to jump into the 10 to 12 session and uh, you can't even get your mind into it because you're still thinking about your inbox and the emails that you answered and the things that are going on, the people that are depending on you, people sitting back in their offices, drumming their fingers, tapping their toe, their knee jumping up and down, waiting for you to get in touch with them. It's just maddening. So anyway, I don't know. Uh, to brag about having a week long meeting that something, something's a little wrong there. 
I don't think I'd be bragging about something like that because you might as well be bragging about all the money we've wasted, the time we've wasted, the productivity we've killed. You can be busy and you can go through the motions and it looks like you're getting things done. And it looks like this is what we need to be doing. We need all be in the same room in our little khakis and our little dress shirts and our little logoed shirts and listening to people drone on and on about stuff. Some of it's important. Some of it's not. Some of it's just filler. Most of it's just filler. Um, It's we need to rethink why meetings occur. Why do we need to have a meeting? Do we even need to have a meeting? And do we have the right people invited? If we do decide that a meeting needs to occur, man, it better be short, tight, because you've got people that are busy doing something else. And you're just looking for probably a response or you need some input. And if that's the case, then just send out an email with the uh, the question at hand and let them answer through an email or through video, send a video or send out a survey, let people answer that and get on, let them answer it in their own time, not on your time. Yeah, I know that's hard to do because there's bosses out there that are those type of people who send an email and expect demand an answer in the next five minutes which just creates this knee-jerk reaction. So as you can tell, I'm not not very high on meetings. I actually, I like meetings. I'm a a very social animal. I really enjoy being around people, and I do enjoy going to meetings, but only only if they're run correctly. If the meeting even needs to take place, and then... Once you're in the meeting, someone uh, facilitating the meeting runs it effectively. We get an, uh, have an agenda. Oh, and here's the other thing. Oh, here's the other thing. <clears throat> what if you have a meeting that's scheduled for an hour and yet you get through in 45 minutes? That's awesome. Okay, so now we have a meeting. Uh, maybe it's scheduled for a day conference. Just because we've got it scheduled for a day, does that mean that we have to go for the entire day? Do we have to fit the Parkinson's law work fills to the time allowed? Do we have to go for eight hours? What if we uh, what if we get the agenda taken care of by one? Let everybody go back to their the computers have the rest of the afternoon off, whatever. Why did why why do you have to then start making up stuff so that you can actually clock out at five or leave at five? If that's the why do we even make up work? Can you imagine how much work is made up in a week-long meeting? Just busy work to to justify being somewhere for a week. What if in the week-long meeting, you get through by Wednesday? You've accomplished your goal. You've got through your agenda. Everybody 
it's done. So now what are you going to do for two days? Oh, we're going to, we're going to have a team building exercises. We're going to go play golf. We're going to have an expensive dinner. We're going to, we've got to fill up the two other days because we've got these two other days. Well, you know what? Just cut them loose. Let them go home. Let them go back to their jobs. Let them, let them change their flights and check out on uh, check out on the Thursday morning. Wednesday afternoon, Thursday morning. You see what I'm getting at. Uh, I think a lot of times, though, people, uh, they, 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 well, you know, if you have a conference, for example, and you uh, schedule a day and a half, th- this conference is going to last a day and a half. Okay, well, you better have something for your attendees to do for a day and a half. So, so you, so you make it up, you create curriculum, you create, uh, uh, meetings and, and, and question and answer sessions and all these things. And so you schedule them all out just like, uh, you know, blocking out your calendar. And so it works out to say it's a day Well, the goal is a day and a half. And there needs to be a reason for that too, but a day and a half, and you've got your conference all set up. I know I'm being very simplistic here, but just go with me. So this, that, and, and so the, even, even an, an, an important meeting or conference, I should say, where you're bringing in customers, uh, they're looking for value. They're, they don't want to waste their time and they want to get in, they want to get out and my God, they don't want to spend a week with each other because there's stuff to do out in the real world. Stuff to do out in the real world. Do you know? Can you uh, imagine how much unreal stuff is accomplished in a week-long meeting? You start making stuff up, and man, it just blows my mind. So I hope I've done a good job of arguing for no meetings or at least reducing the amount of meetings that you have. And for goodness sake, if someone says we're going to have a week long meeting, you need to run the other way, leave, go run as fast as you can, because you are about to endure a 40 hour brain drain time that you'll never get back on stuff that probably wasn't that necessary to be discussing anyway, or that couldn't have been handled in a more efficient, productive manner. Hey, these are just my thoughts, man. What do you think? Do you agree? Disagree? Meetings can be a good thing, but I'm telling you when If left unchecked, people get the wrong idea and they think that they need to have uh, meetings, get togethers so that they can justify their position. They can justify uh, being over these people, over their team, justify their managerial role and prove that they're worthy of that managerial role. Well, I hope you're having a good day today. I hope that uh, 
this is kind of fun actually i've been doing these monologues gene shepherd uh i heard gene shepherd uh he's the uh, creator the writer of the christmas a christmas story he did uh, radio shows back in the 60s and 70s uh, just doing talk radio for i don't know two or three hours in the evening and i oh, mean he did a great job and he's got a great voice and he's a master storyteller paints a great picture see i don't even think i painted a great picture today i need to work on painting a picture telling a story um you know one thing that keeps coming to mind uh changing gears shifting gears hard here is the will smith incident on the oscars this week and on Sunday, the, the slap heard around the world. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. Uh, a lot of people coming down on Will Smith. A lot of people saying Chris Rock was a great guy for standing up and taking it like a man. Chris Rock, <clears throat> few thoughts. Man, don't make fun of somebody if they have a disability. I don't care how funny you are, how funny you think you are. That's probably not going to turn out well for you. If you don't know that there's a problem and you tell a joke, that's one thing. But if you know someone is afflicted with something and you go ahead and tell the joke, that's to- that's something else. Steve Harvey goes into that in great detail on uh, his episode with Jerry Seinfeld and co- comedians in cars getting coffee. I forget what episode that was. But anyway, he talks about telling a joke about, uh, <laughs> well, there was an, uh, so this one, he was talking about a, a drunk driver and uh, this lady got very upset with him after the show uh, saying that somebody she knew, family member, somebody had been killed by a drunk driver. And Steve Harvey said, well, I didn't know you were in the audience, you know? I had no way of knowing you were here. If Rick Chris Rock didn't know about alopecia, I ha- I find it hard to believe that he didn't. But if he didn't, okay. Okay. But if he did and he still went ahead and told the joke, then I got a problem with it. Then I got a big problem with it. Then I'm on Will Smith's side. Jumping over to Will Smith. So we don't know what's going on with Will. I have the feeling that there's a lot going on that that we don't know about. I get the impression that he's under, I don't know, there's something going on there. And we need to, I don't know, support, help um, Will Smith. Uh, What I mean by that is don't be so quick to judge. We don't know what's going on in the man's mind. I get it. I get the impression that there is something there that's a little uh, shaky. And when uh, Chris Rock popped off, you know what? We've all been there. We've all reacted in a way uh, that we regret or regretted later. I'm not so sure that Will Smith regretted it. He did apologize even to Chris Rock. Defending the honor of his, of his wife, you know, and, and so you rarely see that happen. So it was actually kind of cool to see a man stand up for his wife. No, don't get it all involved. Don't <clears throat> don't tell me about their marriage and 
and, and and you don't know anything more. You don't know any more about their marriage than I do. He and Jada Pink, Pinkett, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, something like that. Anyway, uh, we don't know. Everybody acts like they know. They don't know. So he slaps Chris Rock in front of a billion people. Pretty dramatic. Uh, then he walks off stage. Okay. Now, okay, Chris, you know, if I were you, I probably would have done the same thing. Probably would have done the same thing. However, I would fully expect for security, police, whatever, to escort me out of the building for attacking, going up and attacking a speaker on stage. And they didn't do that in this case. They actually let him go on and win his Oscar. Um, Minutes later, I think it would have been, this is my opinion. I think it would have been appropriate for the police, security, whatever, to escort Mr. Smith out of the auditorium. If that had been me, I would fully expect someone to say, Mr. Townsend, please come with us. Got it. I get it. But now it looks like that's okay to do, and uh, there's no repercussions, no consequences. So now what I'm concerned with is copycats, people across the nation in venues where there's speakers, people feeling free to just go up and now everyone's going to feel free. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong, but are people going to feel free now to voice their opinion by going up on stage and shutting someone down, slapping them upside the head, knocking them down, whatever. I don't know. I just don't like the precedent, the sins. So anyway, those are my thoughts. I th- Chris Rock is funny. I've always thought Chris Rock is funny. Will Smith, like his movies. Uh, these guys just kind of uh, got tangled up in front of everybody. Okay, got it. But you know what? There's consequences. And we, we all need to suffer the consequences, I guess, there. No, not I guess. That's for sure. And... Uh, we probably haven't heard the end of this. It's probably going to happen. Uh, there probably will be uh, an investigation. But what should have happened there that night is security. I can't imagine that no one rushed the stage after Chris Rock got slapped. I mean, no one did anything. Nothing. So I, I imagine now that security is going to be way tighter around a lot of events from here on out because you just don't know this will smith was not some random guy that just stepped out of the audience and ran up on stage it was will smith everybody knows will smith multi-million dollar big actor blah 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 so now it can be anybody um people you least expect so those are my thoughts do you have any questions comments concerns Send me an email, scott at scotttownsend.com. Buy me a coffee. Help support the 
podcast, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Scott Townsend. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Scott Townsend. And, you know, on podcast, on the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Um, if you like what you hear, great. If you don't, great. Let me know. But uh, rating the uh, podcast would be a huge help. And if you even want to go so far as to leave a review, that would be huge. Um, but anyway, hope you have a great day today. Don't go to any week-long meetings. Don't go slapping somebody upside the head with an open hand. Just everybody out there, relax, calm down. It's going to be okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Scott Townsend Show. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Townsend Show is a Deedso Man production. For more episodes, visit the Scott Townsend Show YouTube channel, listen on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Let's go.